Hey guys, my name's Nick. Most of you know me as Grinaside, and I just wanted to welcome you to the first episode of Grinaside's Globe. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my backstory and my origins, and I'm also going to get into a little bit of my philosophy of how I feel about building your own brand and the importance of it. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. So to talk about my backstory and where it all began, it's really important to mention things like Optic Gaming and Black Ops 2 League Play because that was when I first learned about esports. It's when I learned that there was more to gaming than just getting on, playing casually with friends from school, and just getting off. And instantly I knew. I don't know what it was, but I knew I wanted in. I wanted to be a part of this industry, this growing scene, and that was in 2013. And to look at what it's become now, it is exponentially bigger than what I would have ever imagined it becoming. So, in order to get involved, what did I do? I just played. That was the first thing I ever did in the esports scene, and it was played Call of Duty competitively. Now, I wasn't the best, wasn't the worst either, but, you know, I just played. I had friends from school also want to play League Play with me. And then, you know, met people online and wound up playing with them. And I played COD competitively for a few years. It was Black Ops 2, Ghost, Advanced Warfare, all the CODs up until about Black Ops 3, which is when I first started PC gaming. And that was with H1Z1. So, you know, we all know what happened to H1. Game basically died. And then Fortnite came along. And that's when everything really evolved for me. But to get back all the way... To Call of Duty. It was my first time knowing about streaming. It's when I streamed for the first time. And it's when I started building a name for myself in the scene. And it wasn't anything major either. You know, at the time I was Grinbot. And not the best name. Not the best name. But you can also see where Grinicide kind of evolved from. And that's another story for another time. But it was when I first started using Twitter. Started just meeting people online. Making connections. And... Honestly, I do accredit some of the progress I've made to this day to the fact that I did start years and years ago. And you know how 13, 14 year old me had a dream to become this, you know, huge personality one day. There were other people out there with this similar dream and wanted to do the same exact thing that I wound up meeting and they've done it. And those are friendships that I would still value even if they had zero following and no platform and just, you know, still game just to play. Just because, you know, I really like them as a person and, you know, we got along and we had laughs and good times on the games. But at the end of the day, it can sometimes come down to who you know. And I'm just really glad I started in the scene so long ago because it gave me so much time to get to know a lot of people on a personal level. And I'm really thankful for that. But yeah, after COD, I started playing a lot of H1Z1 and I met a lot of great people through that game, like as toxic as the scene was. And yeah, it was really toxic. It had its moments where it was just a fun game. And I met some of my best friends through just playing that game. And, you know, we just became better and better friends by hopping on every night and playing fives or squads. It was fives. Yeah. And those are just some memories that I wouldn't trade for the world. You know, the game wasn't the best. It had its moments. But it wasn't really about the gameplay. It was just about the memories and the fun you have playing it. 
And that's really all it comes down to. But once Fortnite came out, I don't know, it was just different. And instantly, I just loved it. I played it all the time. And obviously, you know, played competitively, had this dream of being a pro and, you know, wanting to do all that stuff. But after World Cup, that quickly changed. And I mean, I know I, I kind of skipped over like so many years of 2013 all the way to like 2019, but that's when everything really did change for me. So World's Cup came along and living in New York, it was only like 45 minutes or so from me. And I definitely wanted to go like this huge event, all these pros that I looked up to at the time. Why wouldn't I go? So looked into getting tickets, reached out to two of my friends from school and they both wanted to go. So perfect. Bought tickets and that's that. So now fast forward at World Cup and I just remember being there and was just amazed at everything. You could even see like the production part of it. You could see all the cameras and I don't know what it was or why, but I just liked it. I mean, the previous creative things I've done was a little bit of graphic design over the years, making like headers and YouTube banners and whatnot, but nothing ever serious. No video work, no photography. So I don't know why I was so interested in it, but I saw some videographer with a gimbal and a mic. And in that moment, I thought to myself, I was like, I want to do that. I don't know why till this day, like it it sounds really stupid. It sounds kind of crazy, but I just knew I wanted in with the whole creative side and production side of esports, just like how I knew back in Black Ops 2, like I wanted in with the whole competitive part and esports scene, but now just on a different side of the same scene with the creative stuff. And I'm glad that I took the jump the day I got home from World Cup. I made some tweet about wanting to edit a video and luckily enough, someone actually hit me up. They're like, just broke the trios arena kill record and want a video. Here's three POVs. And at the time I was like, you know, I'll do free work. Just wanted to give it a shot and see. And instantly I just loved it. Like it was, there was a lot of work that went into it and my workflow was terrible, but I was like, screw it. Let's do it. So got Premiere, got all that stuff with like Adobe Creative Cloud and was able to get it for cheaper from like school. So I was like, you know what? I'll just pay for it. Let's give it a month, see how I like it. And the next thing I knew, it needed me to pay more money for the next month. So the month flew by, but you know, I edited that video. It was a lot of work and I still liked it. I just liked creating. It gave me a good feeling inside that I made that. You know, not many people credit their editors, which upsets me, but I don't know. I just liked it. And it was my first dose of Fortnite editing and any of that stuff. And it was a big step for me. So from there, I just kind of kept doing it. Just kept making videos, did some montage work. Wasn't the best, but, you know, again, wasn't the worst. But just kept working. Would watch tutorials all the time on YouTube. Just wanted to get better. And luckily enough, I was given a shot at a team called Rise Gaming. Now, 
that was my first ever organization joining as an editor. I was on teams in the past as like Call of Duty player and Fortnite player, nothing serious, but just smaller teams. And this was my first shot as an editor. And I was like, you know what? I'm ready. Let's see what I can do. And I was really excited for that. And they did help me a lot. They gave me a lot of my first projects. And that was the first time I was ever getting paid to make videos. So that was pretty cool. But it was the first time I got like some or any validation that I was talented and that I had potential. Now, the people telling me this, they also supported me and wanted me to do well regardless. So they would always try to give me good feedback and help me out. But it was the first time I really thought to myself, like, all right, this is what I want to do. And I kind of just ran with it. So for the next few months, made videos for them all the time and loved it. Just kept wanting to do it and became kind of invested in the team and just wanting to produce videos just to help out the team and push their content and push their brand. But, you know, things happened and the team eventually did come to an end. And then I kind of just started freelancing from then. And that may be when everything ramped up a lot. Wound up going for the Merkin RC, joined Merkin, and then met a lot more people through that, which led to more opportunities and more projects. And if I thought I felt good about being on Rise and doing work for them, being on Merkin was just another level. That was a team I've known about for years. Fizzerp, literally one of my number one people in terms of the esports community and COD scene, people that I just enjoyed watching their streams and YouTube and really looked up to. He was one and he was on Merkin years ago. So it was just a big deal to me to be under the same org that he was once under with same ownership. Wound up leaving Merkin a few months later. Not exactly sure why, but I kind of just liked being solo. I liked freelancing. I liked just kind of doing my own thing and not being restricted to a team. Now, you know, they never were like, oh, you can't take other projects, but I just kind of liked doing my own thing. I kind of just enjoyed leaving my options open, just making videos for whoever really wanted, and that's what I did. So then now we're looking at around March or so, and that's when the whole COVID thing happened, and I was at school for the first two or three months, then wound up coming home middle of March, and I had so much free time, because I was home all the time, wasn't, like, going out anymore, because, you know, obviously, and, you know, that's what I was doing a lot at school, so I wasn't giving it as much time as I really wanted to, but, you know, I was like, all right, I'm gonna enjoy this, I'm at school, I'm not gonna sit on the computer and edit, because, you know, just want to enjoy the time while I'm here and don't want to sit inside and, you know, be that one kid that doesn't want to go out. So finally being home gave me a lot more time and someone that I did work with a little bit at the time who was Jaith, he's a Fortnite pro player, was like, you know what? I want you to be like my full-time editor. That's when I also thought if I'm going to do full-time editing for him, maybe I should also give channel management a shot. So he was my first client for channel management and things went pretty well. He gained subscribers and we did well and we kind of were pumping out daily uploads and we had a whole system and thumbnails and it was my first insight of that whole scene. 
and I was devoted to growing his channel, and we did just that, and I'm glad that he gave me the shot, and funny enough, the person that introduced me to Jaith was someone that I met through the COD scene back in Black Ops 3, and we became really good friends through H1, we had a whole friend group, and he went to college with Jaith, and funny enough, he was like, my friend needs a video editor, and suggested me to him. So, just a little bit of insight and one example of what I mean when I say that being around for that long gave me some opportunities that I'm not sure I would have had if I just wasn't in the right place at the right time. But then once I realized that, you know, I have a decent amount of time on my hands being home from school, let me try to take on more clients. So then I started working with Bully, who's another person who really helped me get to where I am today. He helped me get on Vanish, which I'm forever grateful for. And that's a team I never would have thought I would ever have a chance to be a part of. And, you know, here I am. But started working with him and Jaith. And, you know, just doing their videos got me a lot of other clients coming to me for just singular videos here and there. And balanced it all out. Was able to do everything. And just kept growing my name as an editor in the Fortnite scene. So while all this is going on, I also took a class during my first semester of college Back when I was on Rise, it was a photography class, and I didn't think I was going to love it. I didn't even like it at the time, but after a few projects and a few classes, and I started learning more and more about it, I was like, you know what? I really do like this. So I started pursuing that, so I was doing photography and video editing. Those were my two things, and, you know, they kind of go hand in hand, video work, camera, photos, and... I didn't have the realization until a little bit further down the line that I can make it all work, but I did, I guess, sort of. I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm very happy with the progress I've made in the last year. So, you know, if we're looking at about March 2020, I'm just putting in so much time to channel management. I'm working to grow these channels. I'm working to, you know, please all my clients. And I am pretty sure I did just that. So kept working hard at that and just focused on myself, just kept my head down, put in countless hours, ruined my sleep schedules to get videos done. And eventually I was reached out to by Motional. Now Motional, if you don't know, manages YouTube channels and Instagrams and does editing for some of the biggest, if not the biggest names in Fortnite. So when they reached out, obviously I was shocked. I was really happy. I actually remember I woke up, checked my phone, and saw the notification that I got a DM, and I was, like, amazed. I My heart was racing. I was really excited and just was like, okay, what do I reply? What do I reply? You know, all this stuff. But in that moment, I felt like all that time was worth it. You know, my work ethic and my talent is being noticed, and that... This is the next step for me to get to where I want to be. Uh, the owners of Motional were all highly established editors in the Fortnite scene. Marshall, Apazo, Albo, all great guys, all hard workers, very talented. And, you know, just to have their approval and trust makes me feel really good, especially knowing that my skill one year ago is minuscule to what it is now and... I grinded for it, you know, so 
I actually looked at my DMs a few weeks ago on Twitter, and on, I think, July 29th, which is the day after World Cup solos happened, I'm pretty sure, I sent one to Albo, and I said, you know, I'm trying to get into video editing, what software should I use, blah, 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 like, asked about, you know, just, like, the process and what went into it, and he was kind enough to reply, and, you know, fast forward, like, a whole year, and we're working together, and it's just crazy to me that I've come this far, and, you know, my story is a lot more than 16 minutes or so, but tried to give you a quick little idea of what my journey or story has been like from the past seven years or so, just so you can kind of get an idea of where I started and all that stuff. So for the future, things I'd really like to get into is just more camera work. I want to do more IRL content. Uh, I've had a little bit of experience now with some video stuff IRL, but a lot more photo work. I'm looking to upgrade my camera soon to be able to shoot higher quality video and better video. So once that happens, you know, it'll be good. But there's not events going on anyways, so my... Options are kind of limited right now. I've done some photo work with friends recently, was able to shoot some uh, Vanish merch and shoot the house tour video. So, you know, I'm getting some experience here and there, and I'm very grateful for all that. But my vision for the future is to put it together a lot more cinematic stuff and more like mini documentary stuff while also doing a lot more portraits and street photography and all of uh, the camera work stuff. So, like, what I've realized my thing is, is I learned editing. Like, self-taught every single thing that I know to this day. But it's just not enough for me. Like, I want to be good on every single level. Like, I want to be a good photographer. I want to be good at shooting video. I want to be good at editing the video. I want to be good at making motion graphics for things inside the video. I want to get better at just Photoshop in general. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just have this will and desire to just progress and get better. Like, I, I don't like being reliant on others to do stuff for me when it comes to all this stuff. So I, I just love learning. I mean, it might just be that I love learning and I want to get better and be this well-rounded individual that's like an asset to an organization down the road, but I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want to do in the future. Like, I know I want to do video editing. I know I want to do video work, but I also want to be an asset, a real asset when it comes down to being at these events and doing this photography and, you know, shooting my own footage to edit. So I think that's really my next thing I'm going to get into because I think it'd be fun. My philosophy when it comes to building your brand and the importance of it comes from Optic Hex and things that he said in podcasts or in YouTube videos or things he said on Twitter. And it all goes back to the old Optic House. Like the importance of that was to, you know, have each player create videos daily or whatever, just because he knew that it's important. Like when the gaming stuff is done, 
these players need to build a platform that they can still use and, you know, a fan base that likes them for who they are and not just for their gameplay. And, you know, I'm trying to take that same exact ideology and bring it over to Fortnite and help people understand that, you know, if you want this esports thing to be your career, you can't just rely on Fortnite and to hit big once and for that to be your, you know, claim to fame, you should kind of think of it from more of a long-term perspective and just build your brand and try to get a fan base that likes you for who you are. Like someone that's been doing that really well recently is uh, Ronaldo. Like he just joined NRG. I'm not sure exactly if he joined as a player or what, but I think it's just everything. He just joined as a personality, but also as a player and everything. Cause I mean, he's talented, but Recently, he's been doing viewing parties, and they've taken off. Like, they are getting crazy amounts of views. Like, he's had tens of thousands recently, getting more than Fortnite, getting more than EMAD, and that's amazing. Like, he fully gets it. Like, he, he understands that he's able to build his brand and build his fan base off of just his personality, not just his placements, and he's taking advantage of that, which I respect ultimately. Like, it's it's huge so big ups to him but it's something that I've been trying to even do recently especially with the creation of a podcast you guys could just hear me talk and get to know me more and hear me speak on a little bit of a different uh format other than you know short twitter videos and just tweets and discord and hearing me other, other people's streams I think this is good you know I definitely want you guys to DM me with questions or things you'd want me to talk about on this podcast or just topics in general, because I think having me talk for, you know, extended amounts of time, you want to lay in bed and listen to it, just play Fortnite, listen to it, whatever. I think it'd be good because it's me ultimately letting you guys see more of me and hear me talk on an extended uh, format. And it's not just, you know, criticize the video editor. I want people to support me that like me for me and know me more than just seeing my name on Twitter or seeing my name in the description and knowing like, oh, he's doing videos for this person, this person, and this person, and he's on this team. I want you guys to like me for who I am and get to know me as more than just an editor, but more as a personality because... I know Fortnite is not going to be a thing one day, so I've tried to get into editing other games, and that's why I'm trying to get into just photography and videography, because I know other games and other scenes have this need for it, and the need is growing for it in esports as a whole, uh, for merch, for events, and whatnot. But I've started thinking more long-term perspective, and I see the importance of it, and I'm trying to just get ahead of it while I can. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing ultimately. Now, as this is the first episode, it's not going to be the best. Hopefully you guys did enjoy it though. It's not too long, but this is basically just the first one to introduce myself, tell you guys about me and where I come from, and to just put out there that if there's anything you guys want me to talk about or things you want to know or anything, just reach out to me on Twitter. It's at Nick Grinicide over there. Even visit my website if you want to see some of my photo work. That is Grinicide.com. 
And I just want to thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. Thank you guys for supporting me and all that. And I'm going to try to release one of these every week, I'm thinking. I'm thinking once a week might be the best. So, yeah, just stay updated with me on Twitter. I'm sure I'm going to be putting out tweets related to uh, what's to come with the podcast and, you know, more of an updated schedule with that as I'm not really too sure right now. But, um, yeah, just wanted to thank you guys for taking the time to listen. I really do appreciate it. And, yeah, have a fantastic day or night or whatever. (laughs) 